Humanity Chats, a conversation about everyday issues that impact humans. Join us. Together, we can go far. Hey, hey, hey there. Welcome to Humanity Chats. My name is Margie. I am your host. We get together on Thursdays and we talk about everyday issues that impact humans. Um, today, we're going to have a very important conversation. We have Dr. Esther Godfrey from University of South Carolina Upstate with us. And um, as you all know, there are things that have been going on in the United States that are that are just not good for the heart. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the Asians in the United States who um, have just been going through some adversity. Um, Dr. Godfrey is going to open our eyes. And um, unfortunately, this is just a short chat. We're going to be talking for 20 to 25 minutes. But I have promised Dr. Godfrey that we're going to get back together maybe during the summer and have a longer conversation because I think it's so important to have this conversation. So at this time, we're gonna bring Dr. Godfrey in. If you're here, hey, tell your friends, share this link with your network because this conversation is so important. This is Humanity Chats. Dr. Godfrey. Hey, Margie. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How are you? I am well. Thank you for asking. Um, I mean, the news today that the Senate passed a bill um, to stop Asian hate crimes, I believe you must have been beside yourself. Um, yeah, I, I was very happy to see. I mean, it came through um, my news feed on my phone and I, I knew it was in the works and would likely would likely pass and had the votes. Um, and, and I am happy. I'm happy to see it. I'm sad that there's a need for such for such legislation in our country. Um, you would think that um, we had moved past some of that, but um, considering what has been going on, it is um, it is good to see that it is good to see, and especially the numbers of support we had, the bi- the bipartisan support that it wasn't a partisan issue. So that was good to see. Well, yeah, that was good to see, um, viewers. Today we have Dr. Esther Godfrey from USC Upstate, and we're going to be talking about Yellow Peril. But before we get into that. We would like to get to know Dr. Godfrey a little bit more. 
And so uh, would you mind giving us a little bit of a background? Who is Esther Godfrey? Sure. Um, I'm a professor at USC Upstate. I've been there since 2008. My my field of uh, scholarly interest is 19th century British literature, but I also, um, when I work on 19th century British literature, I also work on issues of gender and race. And um, so I have an interest in um, uh, how the West has been interacting with Asia for some time. And I also teach classes on Asian American women writers. So I live up in Asheville, even though I teach in Spartanburg. I have three kids, um, three cats and three dogs. So there seems to be something with the number three. Um, I'm originally from East Tennessee, and um, my mother is from China. Um, she was born in mainland China. And um, when the communist revolution happened, her family escaped to Hong Kong. So she spent much of her um, childhood and teenage years in Hong Kong. And then she came to the United States to go to college where she met my father. So um, I was born in East Tennessee. I'm half Chinese. And so sometimes, um, you know, as I've grown up, sometimes I'm seen as Asian and sometimes um, perhaps not so Asian. I grew up in a small town in East Tennessee where there weren't a lot of other Asians. And I certainly don't speak for all Asians um, or Asian Americans. And I, um, I have a very unique story. But, you know, I think lots of people have very unique um, experiences um, with race in the United States. And so um, I think that this is a really important conversation. I'm so glad that you've invited me to your show to talk about it. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate um, uh, the, the outpouring of um, concern from from friends um, around around the country. And um, I think that um, that I and, and others um, who are Asian American really appreciate that. So thank you. Well, you are so welcome. It's an honor to have you here. And, um, you know, this is such important conversation. You told me about Yellow Peril. Do you mind explaining to our viewers and our listeners? Now, welcome to our podcast listeners. We appreciate you. 24 countries and counting. Thank you so much. Thanks to our YouTube viewers and Facebook. Thanks for sharing all over. We really appreciate all of you. Now, Dr. Godfrey, do you mind explaining what Yellow Peril is to our viewers and listeners? Yeah, so when I was thinking about today's talk, I, I kept connecting it back to some of my research and some of my scholarly work in the 19th century. And Yellow Peril is a term that comes back from um, an age of imperialism when um, people were, um, Western powers were, were conquering countries around the globe, including in Asia. And um, at the same time, there was a fear that the yellow race would somehow threaten Western culture, Western civilization, would take over, would infect them. And so the term yellow peril is a derogatory term that was um, used um, to spread fear um, and racist beliefs of um, Chinese, Japanese, Korean people. Um, and uh, yet that was a term that in the 1960s 
um, Asian American activists kind of reclaimed um, and uh, united with, with other um, movements like the Black Power Movement. And so um, I just thought it was an appropriate concept now to consider in the age of COVID since much of the propaganda that I think we can trace directly to some of the backlash and violence against Asian Americans in our country um, links back to this idea that um, that Asian people, that yellow people are somehow dangerous and threatening and that um, we, um, we, we spread disease. And that is, that is so sad um, that some people think that I've heard all these stories and even seen on TV um, people being attacked, being pushed, being shoved um, to the pavement. Um, what, do you, what, what do you say to people who are out there on the streets who are just, um, who have just stereotyped uh, Asians? Well, I mean, I, I have so many feelings, um, and I guess I would just start with um, letting them know how how sad it is. I mean, how it um, to to see the images, especially of our elders being attacked, um, people who are physically often uh, not able to defend themselves. Although we certainly have have seen examples of um, elderly people trying to fight back um, and and sometimes succeeding, um, but uh, the the attacks have just been um, terrible. They're terrifying. Um, I think they've made me make some connections between um, sadness and fear and um, and even anger. That, that this is happening. Um, it's, it's inexcusable. And I think that a lot of the violent rhetoric that's kind of ratcheted up in our country, um, it comes from people who are acting from fear, fear and ignorance. Um, they're somehow scared that um, we are a threat. Um, they're scared not just of COVID, but they're scared of cultures that they don't understand. Um, they are quick to want to believe that other people who are different from them um, do strange things or eat strange things like bats or cats or whatever, and that that's somehow um, responsible or that um, it was started in a lab as some sort of, um, you know, bioterrorism um, or that it's, you know, it's interesting how some of the conspiracy theories all together to different stereotypes about Asians even the kind of like 5G uh, COVID conspiracies um, and the, the linking of, um, of Asians with technology or fear that China is somehow going to take over the United States economically um, or in terms of um, uh, the materials, um, uh, the, the products that um, we sell in stores. I think that there's a lot of fear there. and. If I could speak to someone who uh, felt um, 
like they wanted to hurt Asian people, I, I think I would try to get to the source of some of those fears. And in trying to get to the source of those fears, what would you have um, people like me who are willing to be allies, what would you have us do or say? I think like so many um, types of racism, um, what others can do um, is to speak out, right? Just to use your voices, which is exactly what you're doing um, with today's Humanity Chat. Um, but just to, to correct people when they say things that are stereotypical or racist or promoting, certainly promoting violence or conspiracy theories against other people. I think um, we all can do a better job of calling out words. Um, I think for a lot of times, you know, we, we believe so strongly in the First Amendment and that everyone has the right to their opinion. Um, but we also have the right to call out and correct um, words that are harmful to other people. And um, I think I'm learning how to use my voice to do that more. I think often um, we're so shocked in the moment about what someone is doing or saying that we don't quite know how to respond. So I think preparing us preparing ourselves for those conversations with others when we hear them. Um, I think um, documenting instances of racism is also especially important. And, um, you know, using your cell phones to document and call out people who um, have said or done racist things. I mean, even in Asheville, which is a fairly um, progressive city, um, I have friends who have had um, interactions um, with people saying, go back to China, you don't belong here. Um, and some of my friends are, I mean, they're not necessarily Chinese, right? They um, could be Korean, Japanese. Um, the people who are spewing this hatred don't care. Um, they don't care where you're from, where your parents are from. They don't care where you're born. They don't care what you do for a work for work or how you contribute to society or how much you pay in taxes or um, what charities you support, what church you go to. It's just an, an instant kind of visceral reaction to the way you look and appearing Asian, and um, it's it's scary. It's scary to see what kind of of hatred. Yes, it is scary to see. And it's also scary to think about, you know, your relatives who may even have to go through that and how your hands may be tied and you may not be able to help them. It is scary to see indeed. And um, we're calling out to allies out there, speak up, um, stand up for your friends and your neighbors. Do you think that the churches um, will be able to help with this if they if they promote, you know, if, if, if they tell people, if they make them aware? Do you think that uh, people will listen to churches, for example? I I hope so. Um, I think that um, certainly um, 
the way I was raised and the religion that I was raised in um, taught us um, when we were in Sunday school singing songs that red and yellow, black and white, they're all equal in his sight. And I grew up singing that and, and honestly taking it in and believing it. Um, and you would hope that um, no matter what faith someone is, I think you know the, the majority of world religions promote care and love for other for other beings. And um, I think that I know that there are churches who who certainly are um, speaking out against uh, racism. I, I think that there is more that could um, be done. Um, I think. Certainly, with the instances of of uh, attacking elders, I just there's no place for that in in any religion. It's um, it, it's I, I can't imagine a religion that would condone such accent actions. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think people people live in fear. I um, I I just sent a care package to my aunt in New York um, for her birthday, and I included mace in it for her. Um, to, um, you know, to protect herself and people are scared to go to the grocery store. They're scared to go to the library. They're scared to go pick up takeout. And, um, even though they might try to make me feel better, like, oh, Esther, don't, don't worry. I'm okay. My aunt emailed me today and she said, oh, I'm incognito. I wear a baseball hat and sunglasses, <laughs> and that's kind of like, oh, everyone still knows, you know, you, you think you're incognito, but you're, you're not incognito, so um, I've had my aunts, my uncle, you know, like, here's the, here's the best mace you can buy on Amazon, um, this is how you can protect yourself, and, and for my mother, I, I you know, I'm just, um, I'm terrified. I'm still, um, I was doing it because of COVID. I was taking her groceries to her already. And um, now that she's fully vaccinated, I think I'm going to continue to just take her, her groceries so that she doesn't have to go out. And that's terrifying to think about in the United States. You're, you're scared for 70, 80 year old, you know, elderly people that they could just be randomly attacked. That's that's really sad. Yes, it is. It is sad indeed. Um, my heart goes out to you. Now, listeners, um, these are real people. It's not like a movie. These are real people. Esther is talking about her relatives. That's not the kind of conversations they should be having. The best maze to buy. Um, let us be human. Tap into our humanity and help each other. Speak up for your fellow um, Asian friends, neighbors. And some of you may not even know a single Asian. That's okay. You know Esther today. So think about her. For those that are watching, imagine Esther's face. Think about her when you hear about these types of issues and speak up for your neighbor. Um, I see that we've had some viewers from Minnesota, New York. Thanks, Rosemont, Angela. Um, the list goes on. Um, thank you for tuning in every week. Please spread the word. Tell your, tell your network about um, how we need to stop Asian hate. Uh, this has been an insightful conversation. Um, you know, talking to you, just it just 
personalizes uh, it just personalizes the situation for some of us because we are seeing a real life person who has a mother who has to do groceries and have it delivered to her mother or take it herself um, just because she is afraid that her mom may be attacked. Um, it's unfortunate that this world has come to this. And, you know, um, as you said, yellow peril has always been there. It's not just during the COVID-19 epidemic um, pandemic that uh, we're learning about yellow peril. So this applies not just to um, our current situation, but I believe it, ap it applies to education, to, to the workplace. Um, before we wrap up so soon, our 20 minutes is up. Unbelievable. But before we wrap up, could you please give us some parting words so that our viewers and listeners can take that with them um, and know how to act in the future? Um, I think I would just suggest if you if you don't know um, someone who's Asian or maybe it doesn't even have to be Asian, someone who's um, of a different race, no matter what race you are, um, try to reach out. One of the nice things about the pandemic is that there are so many different ways people can connect um, uh, virtually now. So there are a number of AAPI organizations, both nationally and um, in, in various states. Um, you can you can look them up online. A lot of times they have um, uh, workshops or get-togethers that are virtual each week. That's a great way to um, to get to know people. Of course. You know, a, the AAPI community is very diverse. So, um, you know, depending on, on um, who you meet in whatever um, uh, virtual room, you, you'll learn different things about different cultures. And I think that um, that's a big part of it is um, uh, if we can't travel, let's travel in our minds. Let's get to know, know each other um, and become closer digitally because. I think that that is really the key to stopping hate is to um, start to see people as humans. Very well said. Very well said. Um, we have to stop the hate and see individuals as humans, see each other as humans. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Esther Godfrey. Thanks for having me. This has been insightful. Viewers, don't go away because 7 p.m., we're bringing you Jed Derryberry to talk all things education. He's the author of The Playful Classroom. I'm curious as to what he's going to say because he believes in inserting play um, into becoming our best selves. And so during this time of mental um, um, stress and uh, everything that's going on, I think it'd be good to hear what Mr. Derryberry has to tell us. And so um, sign back on. Um, download another podcast. We're here for you. This has been Humanity Chats with Margie. And um, today we had Dr. Esther Godfrey of USC Upstate. Thank you so much. And we will see you soon. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening. Share with a friend. We are humans from all around the world. One kind only, and that is humankind. Your friend, Margie Marge.